This is L.A. Court Report, covering Southern California's boys' high school basketball scene, going to games, running events, hosting Zoom conversations, and now, the podcast. This is the L.A. Court Report podcast. I'm Steve Wax, here with Brad Enright, and our guest tonight is Joe Wyatt head coach at El Camino Real High School, 2014 City Section Champs. Coach Wyatt, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure. And let's just jump right in. Coach, before we hit record this evening, you mentioned your old school. What does that mean? Uh, Kennedy was, uh, it kind of built me, you know, as, as far as, you know, molded me as a as a as a person because I had to I had to catch the bus from Bequema to to Granada Hills every day, take two buses. So like I said, it it, it molded me into you know the person I am today. Um, uh, I was one of the better one of one of the better players in the city at the time, um, and so you know just like I said, it just it just molded me as a person, got me better. Um, had to grind for everything, so. That's where I'm at now, the grind. Well, the grind has taken you very far. And one thing that's clear watching your teams play is that whether your teams are big or small, and you've had both, your teams always find a way to compete. So can you tell our listeners, what do you do as a coach to specifically develop the scrappiness of your players? Um, I, I, think, I think it starts with, with, with my lower-level lower coaches. Um, I've had some good coaches over the years. Um, I had a coach, uh, Alex Camberian. He's actually at San Francisco right now. He actually um, he actually played for me. I trained him from the time he was a young buck. So um, he's helped me. Um, Osiris Knowles, a really, really, really great, um, great mind defensively. Um, he's helped me. He actually was my assistant coach. And, the championship years. Um, so he helped me kind of, you know, develop as a coach, you know, you know, kind of getting after it, you know, showing me the ins and outs because he was at Cleveland and he, you know, he coached under um, uh, Andre Savai also. So he's helped me. Uh, and then my, 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 my real good friend, you know, uh, Bruce Neal, he's always, he's been with me forever. So he's developed the, the JV guys. And so, AK, you know, he developed the freshman guys, so he kind of got the guys ready, you know, for hopefully if they make it to varsity, they're ready and scrappy and ready to get after it. So, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, been a, a big key for me, you know, my assistants. Now, what about specific drills? Are there any drills you're sure to run, not so much for skill development, but to actually develop the competitiveness of your players? So the, so the first thing we do, um, and off season is we, we do a lot of running, you know, running is like, uh, we're on the track. And I think that's, that's a big key for us, you know, you know, playing defensively playing for 32 minutes. And I think, uh, I think that's, you know, that helps us, you know, you know, with our, with our drills. So, and then we get into our, our four and four shell drills, um, uh, our one-on-one full court, uh, three on three shell drill. We do a drill called points in the paint. 
um, where we time it for, for, for 30, 30 seconds. And if the team gets in the paint, anytime a, a team gets in the paint, any guy time a, a guy drives, um, that counts as a point. So we add up the points at the end of the, at the end of the drill and who has it, whoever has the most points they have to run. So losing team has to run. And then we do a, another drill called full court, full court form four handicap drill, um, where, um, we have a guy on the, on the baseline, full court touching the wall. And we have a guy at the free throw line. He's pushing the ball and the guy's got to help stop the ball. So we do a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff like that transition, um, and I don't call fouls a lot of times. I try not to call a lot of fouls. So <clears throat> where it's just developed a mentality where, you know, the guys have to just kind of play through everything, um, play harder than the next team. So those are those are the drills we we do every day and we do them for about a, about an hour and a half. So our mentality is just, you know, defense, defense, defense. We don't touch a basketball for the first, you know, first couple months. So that's that's pretty much us. So any high school coach has had to deal with that's not my man, okay? I'm not the reason we gave up that point. How do you go about changing that mentality to really stress help defense and the importance of proper rotations? Uh like I said, we do a lot of, like I said we do a lot of we do a lot of uh our shell drills. Um we do a lot of stunt drills. Um, stunt to the ball, um, uh, jump into the jump into the ball. Uh, three on three, we do a, a drill called three on three rotation, where they'll <clears throat> they'll circle in the key. I'll throw the ball out. First guy out has to go jump out to the ball. So we do a lot of stuff like that, and you know it's a lot of discipline. So if they're not the discipline where I think they should be at, then we on the line, we run it. So there, there's no excuses because in the game. You know, if we give up, we give up that bucket, then we lose. And, you know, then everybody's then everybody's feeling bad in the locker room. So if we can eliminate those things in it and, and practice, then it's easier. It's easier for us in the game. How about those years where your teams are just not playing as tough as you'd like? How do you address it? How do you go about toughening that team up? Um, I think it's uh, we I think it's a mentality. So the mentality, I've tried to build a culture at El Camino. Um, and so what we usually do, if I feel like the teams aren't tough enough for us, it started It started for us in the, in the championship year. So what I did, they were good. They were good, but I don't think they were tough. You know, for us to beat a Westchester or a Fairfax, for us to go over the hill, we got to be tough. And I didn't think they were tough enough. And so what we what I did is I did I did double days. So we had morning practices at six o'clock. So we had six o'clock a.m. practices. Some guys lived across town. Um, so it was like, okay, if you really want it, then you'll spend the night at your buddy house that lived close. So we did we did a lot of we did that for the first. We usually do that for the first like two to three months where we'll have. 6 a.m. practices until school starts and then we'll come back and then we'll have practice during six period. And so we'll have those double days and we just get after it. We just, so I'll see who really, who really wants it. If they really want it, it then, then they'll get up in the morning. And if they late, 
So if, if they're late, one person's late, I'll shut the door we'll, and then we'll, we'll start off the next day. And so, you know, and then that way guys are like holding each other accountable for guys being late and not waking up on time. So those are the things I do mentally and to try to prepare us for the season. And speaking of, the last full season you went through, you had injury after injury after injury. But yeah. your teams stayed scrappy. They stayed competitive. How do you as a coach keep challenging them when you're down so many good players on your roster? Man, last year was last year was like unbelievable how many injuries I had because I think I think we would have been a, a higher seed. I think we would have probably been you know, better um, in the city. Um, we lost, like, the start of the season of Fall League. Uh, I had a kid named Kyle Braun. He ended up breaking his ankle. He broke his ankle. So I was like, oh, man, what the heck? Then I had a point guard. He tore his meniscus. And then Ben, big Benjamin Todd, he, he tore his knee, his ACL, like the third game of the season. And then, <laughs> so he was one of my returners. And then I had a guy named Ty Rutledge. He ended up, he ended up uh, dislocating his kneecap. So those were like, you know, two pieces that I lost um, that played for me the year before. And so what I usually do is I had I try to keep the teams. I won't put the better t players on one on one team. I'll split them up so where they're competing against each other. So if I can get them competing against each other. And, and 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 splitting it up where they're competing and 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 challenging each other, then that way when they get into the game, then they know, okay, I I I'm I'm like one of the one of the one of the guys and I got I got faith in them. So I trust them. So that's that's that kind of helps me out. I think that helped me out last year. Um it was times where I only had like like six guys at, in the game. And so I, I changed up my defenses and you know, just just believing in them. I think I, I I believed in them, and so I think they they saw okay, coach believe in me also. So um, it helped us later later down when the uh, playoffs came in. It's so important to believe in your players, but how do you balance being realistic with believing in a player? Because you may have a player who's a great driver, a great passer, a great defensive player, who's a kid you don't want shooting the ball. So how do you get that player to understand how much you believe in him, but how much you don't want him shooting? Man, like I said, I think it, I think it all starts in the, in the off season. You know what I mean? If they can prove to me in the off season that that they've been working working on their game, um, uh, proving to me that they can shoot that three pointer, or they can shoot that pull up, or they want to run the point guard. You know, I think like I said, they got to prove to me. You know, I don't believe in. Um, working on your game during the during the regular season, and a lot of kids want to work on that game during the regular season. So I think if they can show me during the fall league, the spring league, and the summer league, then then maybe we have some. But if you're working on something in the, in, in the regular season, it's not, we can't do it like that. So it just don't work like that for me. Speaking of the word league, you're in one of the best leagues, top to bottom, in the city section: El Camino Real, Taft, Birmingham. Chatsworth, Cleveland, and Granada. Can you spend some time talking about the uniqueness of the West Valley League? Ooh, man, it's been um, 
it's been tough, man. That's that's a tough league, especially with 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 Derek coming back. Um, it 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 um, it's just challenging. I think it's challenging for us because you know you got a lot of these kids know each other, and a lot of them play with each other. So you got Birmingham right down the street, and then you got Taft right down the street. So I think with that, you got to prepare for. You have to prepare for the crowd and that's uh and granada you know granada was you know it's always been a, a thorn in us also and uh i just think like you know preparing for those those four those three teams is tough because everybody's like battling they battling everybody wants to go to the open division uh, and so for me i don't i don't i don't play for division one i play for i play for you know the open division so those Birmingham is tough because they want to get up and down, you know, and they, they, they it's just, just a different team. It's just a different uh, beast. You gotta, you know, gotta kind of get over with them. Uh, Derek is just, you know, he, he has his teams, you know, ready um, as far as like offensively, you know, he'll, he'll run good sets. Um, so they're always pretty good. And then Granada's just scrappy, man. Granada's scrappy team. And they with with Don, with Don, when Don was there, it was just like, man, they scrappy. They kind of like us. They like us in a way. They just scrappy. They just kind of get after you, especially at, at Granada. It's it's they don't stop playing. He makes sure they keep playing. And then Chatsworth, you know, um that just runs so many different like zones and you know, you got to prepare for that. So every every practice is is they're they're all different. You know, what I mean, we still want to have our defensive mind, but offensively, it's just different. You know, with with all these with those with those teams, you know, you have to mentally prepare. You know, if you're not mentally prepared, you're gonna lose. So, so I think uh, I think we have a really I think our league is really good. You know, a couple of years ago we we. We have four go open division. So, you know, I think um, I think our league has been top to bottom has been really good. And to stay competitive in games, do you set goals like in-game goals, like how many deflections you get or how many steals or how many offensive rebounds, anything like that? Yeah. So what what, what we try to do, we try to keep the ball out the middle of the paint. We don't want the ball driving to the to middle of the floor. We try to force everything baseline. Um, we want to take charges. Uh, we try to take five, five to six charges every game. Um, we want to get um, as many deflections as we can. Um, as far as like if we picking up full court, we want to turn them. We want to turn our guy um, at least two to three times if we picking up so we can go double. So those are things we want to do. Um, and just being, like I said, being being tougher than the other team for for th- for, for 32 minutes. How do you get your players to understand what that looks like? When you say we want to be tougher than the other team, it's very clear to you. How do you take a 15, 16 year old and get them to understand that's what you're talking about? Um, so what, so what I've done in the past, <laughs> it's different. It's different for everybody. Um, I usually, I've showed, I, I usually show them on film um, as far as like past teams. And I'll show them on fields with as me doing it. I did it in college. You know, I played for a defensive minded coach. Um, so I had to play defense. So I'll show them guys 
that I had to play defense. I play, I play offense and defense. So if they like, okay, coach did it, then I can do it. So I, I try to, um, I try to show them. Um, and then I'll have some of the old guys come back that play for me. They always coming back and, uh, giving, giving input. And, and so it's a mentality like, um, some of the guys that have been in the program, they already know, like, as far as like, okay, coach don't play that. Like, if you ain't, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then you hurting everybody. So they, they kind of hold each other accountable. Um, so I think that's that's been a luxury. Like I said, it's been I, I've built like a, a culture as far as like playing hard defensively and kind of getting after it. So a lot of the kids already know what to expect. Okay, one thing about El Camino Real in a in a year that's not a COVID year, in a non-pandemic year, you're very visible. I see you playing in the spring, in the fall, in the summer, and right. it's not just scrimmaging to scrimmage. I can tell that you're very calculated with why you're scrimmaging, but can you kind of share with our listeners, what is your approach to playing all those games? What's your philosophy in approaching those games? My philosophy is I try to, I try to prepare for the regular season. So I want to play, I want to play all the better teams in the summer. So I want to see, you know, Bishop Montgomery. I want to see a Westchester. I want to see a Fairfax. So those for me, um, those are the, I try to do that. And so where we're mentally prepared for the regular season, cause I only play, I only play five home games and that's my league games. So I want to make sure the guys are mentally prepared and ready for what's about to happen. So, um, so those are, those are the things I want to do and try to get them prepared for, okay, we might play like last, not this past summer, the summer before, I think we, we played at, we played at St. Francis and then we drove all the way to, um, then we drove to Gardena to play a game, like back to back. So it was like, come on, y'all want to play? Let's go. Let me see how, who really wants it who really doesn't want, who can, who can handle it, who can't handle it. So I think, I think those are the things I try to do as far as like preparing them just mentally. I want to, I want them prepared mentally because we got to go, we have to go to, to play at a Taft where it's going to be crazy. We have to play at a Birmingham where it's going to be crazy. And then we playing in these tournaments, we playing these top tournaments where we not having fans. And so, um, Man, this is man trying to get these guys mentally prepared is uh that's the most challenging part of it. I can I can get them prepared um as far as their skills and but mentally just trying to get them prepared um for what's about to happen, especially when we plan 28 games and we might have, you know, we might have one, you know, we might have like a couple, we might have like five or six easy games. But our strength of schedule is usually tough, so I I want I want them I want them ready, man. I just I want them ready, so it don't matter who we play. I want to play everybody. I want to play them. I want to play everybody, and I want them thinking like coach wants us to play everybody, so we can be ready to go. And which I have a great I have a great uh, athletic director. Our athletic director, you know, he has a he has faith in me. So you know, I'm, you know, when I'm hard when I'm hard on the kids, he's 
He's like, all right. So he's cool with it. So I think that's, you know, been a luxury of being El Camino. Joe, to kind of pick yes, what you were saying earlier about wanting to play everybody. Yes. The, and we talked a little bit about your league. The, the okay. of your league uh, prepares you for the playoffs. You said four of your teams made the open division. Mm-hmm. How does that prepare you for the state playoffs? I'm assuming it, it is almost is it's better for that than is anything else. When you, once you get to that, point. yeah, I, I I think it's all it's it's last year it worked out it worked out really well um, because we had to go on the road the state we had to go on a road. It was like we went to we had to go to um Palm Springs. Then we had to drive two days later to go to um to San Luis, Santa Maria. So I think I think just being preparing for um the state is is a little bit tougher because I think they're I think by the time of the end of the season they dead, man. They like they're like they're drained, so I think the state is like even tougher trying to get these guys prepared because I think they're they're done they're they're almost done especially if you don't win the city they're done they're like done like oh man we got so just trying to get them up for a state run is a is a challenge it's really a it's really challenging so um, oh it's just that that's the it's tough. It's really tough. That's really tough for me. You find that the difficulty, you know, even if you play some of the same teams in the playoffs that are in your league, do you find that just the competitiveness of every every game being close? Just um, addition to play. Maybe when you play a team in a playoff that you're not in your league and you get down to a tight one that maybe they kind of cruise through their – you guys are in a dogfight every night. You yeah. Find- yeah, that's 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 been a um that's been an issue because like like I said our, our league is tough so you know playing 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 Granada twice playing Birmingham twice and Tad twice and of course Chatsworth and, and Cleveland and like I said some of those teams I don't like I said I don't want to compare I don't want to say our league is better but you know, we yeah, not. You can you can say it. Go ahead. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. But I, I I just don't think. I think it's just. You know, it's, it's tough. It, it's tough because we can't. Um. um it's a dogfight. So by the time by the time like I said by the time we get that that playoff, man, these dudes just drain like man. But but they're also they're also, a little bit tougher. I say mentally. Uh to go because we're going to go on the road. This is what it is. We don't finish. If we don't finish one or two, you know, it's the, those, those teams are going to, they're going to, they're going to give them the one or two seed. So most likely we going on the road. So um, I think it, I think it, I think it helps us. I mean, I think it's helped. It, it, it has helped us um, the past couple of years. It's been tough because we had to go to Westchester and we had to go to Fairfax. So, you know, we dealing, we dealing with so much <clears throat> going on the road. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the guys were like, 
oh man, we got to play them. I just think it's just so much to to deal with dealing with the referees. Like one year we have to deal with the refs and just so much they got to deal with. So, um, but but after that, I think they just I don't know. They just kind of like calm down for the state. Like we've had like pretty good state runs. Um, so I just don't know what it is about the first round of the of the playoffs. Um, so we, I think we got to, like one year we had to go to Narbonne. We won that. Um, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Then we had to go to, then we had to go to Westchester one year, one Westchester did, you know, we always, and it's crazy. We're always up. We're always up in those games and they just, it's just tough trying to, trying to get over certain hurdles in those games, you know, especially playing on the road, um, you know, dealing with refs and the year we played, uh, I don't want to say it, but the year we played Westchester at Westchester, it was like crazy. We got hammered and it was like, dang, like, man, like, okay, we got, we got to fight the rest this year. So, but I, you know, it's what it is. So like I said, I try to prepare them mentally. I don't want to, I don't ever um, want to use the referees as an excuse. So I try not to do that for my program. Um, so just what it is, man. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get over the over the hump these next these next few years. Um, but I think I, I, I think I think we'll be pretty good. I think we'll be OK. We we have a, a question that we like to ask here called your most unpopular opinion about the game. So something that you don't like or you don't like to do that would be considered unpopular in the uh basketball world like we talked to Shelton Diggs he doesn't like to press so what's an unpopular opinion you have about the game he thought pressing was you know unnecessarily overrated um I don't I really don't have I don't have I like I like doing everything I mean I I I don't like I I don't like playing zones there you go I don't like I don't I don't like playing zones because I think it's I think for just me, I think guys should depend on who you plan. Of course, if team can't shoot, all right, you goes on. But I think, I think, I think guys should man up. I think guys should kind of get after it and 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 man up and and, and play as hard as you can and, and 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 get it. So I don't like. I was never a zone guy. I never played zone. I never played zone in, in college. So my coach. We, none of my coaches ever taught me zone. So when somebody said, let's play zone, I was like, what's the zone? I didn't play zone. <laughs> I never play zone. So I think I think zones, eh, I'm not with zones. I don't yeah. like zones too well, much. Lloyd Webster from King Drew was our guest last week, and he would agree with you on that. Right. So last thing we want to do, we want to have some fun. So okay. last thing we're going to do, not that this hasn't been fun. We just want to add an element of fun to it. So That's- we want to – play word association. So we're going to say a word or a term, and you're going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All-star. Joe Wyatt. (laughs) That might be the best answer we've ever had. We should just stop right on that one. We don't need to do that anymore. We're good on that. (laughs) (laughs) Press defense. Press defense. Um... El Camino. City section. Uh, 
trying to win another one. Paul George. This sounds like it could be an unpopular opinion, maybe. Uh, Two-way player. Weight room. Weight room. Joe White. (laughs) That's the first time we've ever got a repeat answer. Fast break. Magic Johnson's Lakers in the in the eighties. Malik Haynes. Unbelievable point guard. Evan Wardlow. Leader. Turnovers. I hate them. <laughs> That's probably the right answer. <laughs> And this would be the best place to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing so much with us. Wishing you the best of luck. And we hope it's sooner than later that you're back on the floor coaching your team, developing those guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, I'd love to do this again if I can. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the LA Court Report podcast an L.A. Court Report production. 